Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm great. I'm just watching this uh, Elite Eight game through your glasses. Oh, yeah, you can do that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. How about Here. them, Adam? I hook you up. Well, you're you're already watching it, but it's a yeah, it's a car commercial right now. We're watching the car commercial, so we are on the last Elite Eight game as we record this. It's uh, UCLA versus Michigan. We're at a TV timeout, first TV timeout of the game, early, early in this game. Um, going to be interesting. Looks like it's going to looks at this point like it could be a really good game. Unlike the Gonzaga game that just went down, where they beat the living breaks off of UCLA of USC, uh, and once again making my tournament pick look that much better. Although the last time an undefeated team beat a team by over twenty in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four was oh I'm sorry it was a Final Four game uh, was um, they were talking about it was UNLV. And then they beat Duke by 30 and then lost in the national championship. Duke came back and won the national championship. Wow. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga continues to look like clearly, like far and away the best team. I thought all year long it was like Gonzaga and Baylor was probably right there and then a little bit of a drop-off. I mean, as good as Baylor's been, Gonzaga looks a lot better than that. I mean, they're, this is as good a, a college basketball team as I remember seeing. I mean, the so second half, the second half of this game, they it, they were messing around like they're laughing. You could, they weren't even they, they weren't. I mean, they were not running crisp offense. It was crisper than any offense that you'll see in the NCAA right now. But it wasn't Gonzaga's offense, and they're laughing and having fun and just demolishing USC, who has tremendous length and is incredibly athletic and people were talking about has Gonzaga really got to see a team big in the, this this kind of uh as big as USC is and well it didn't matter I've never seen a team move the ball so quick and so efficiently on offense as Gonzaga it's uh, that's the name of the game and they do all the key things they move the ball on offense really well they shoot the ball really well. They play really good defense. They don't get enough credit sometimes for their defense, and they rebound. Mm -hmm. and, and you got to do all those things, a great free throw shooting team, all, all the stuff that you need to have, they do it. So um, we, while we're waiting for that game to get over, and it may not get over by the time we're uh, finished with this podcast, so you'll just have to check the score yourself, uh, and you'll know by the time you hear this anyway. Uh, but let's check our Nosebleed Sports podcast NCAA tournament pool. Ah, okay. Is anybody taking me down yet? Is it, have I been knocked out of first place yet? You have not been knocked out of first place, but there's a first place tie. Who's the, when you look at the standings, whose name is at the very top? <laughs> that would be yours, my friend. That's all I care about. <laughs> it's yours and you have Gonzaga as the national champ, but Tony Edwards is crawling up your back, pal. And he also nah. has Gonzaga. And then I'm third, and I have Baylor. So that's my only thing. I, my I, Number one, the, number, the team I want to win the most is Michigan. After that, the team I want to win the most is Gonzaga. Those are two of my favorite teams have been for a long time. Uh, but if, you Gonzaga, if either one of them gets in there and, and Baylor makes the national championship game, I'm going to have to probably root for Baylor if I want to win this thing. If you want to win it, that's correct. So 
uh, right now, as we speak at this moment, who are the top five that are going to get a T-shirt going into the final four? So I will skip your name and my name because we are exempt. We don't get T-shirts. Um, <laughs> so then we have Tony Edwards. We have Eric Stidham, Jason Myers, Dylan Myers, Joe Leonard. That was five. There you go. So there you go. Joe's hanging right. on, man. He's at Illinois. Get Illinois winning that thing. That's going to be rough. That could be the that could be the detriment of his bracket. But the but the guys under him uh, had Oregon and Ohio State and another Illinois. So, does anybody have Michigan winning at all? The, yeah, Dylan Myers does, and I hope he's right. If if Gonzaga doesn't win it, I hope Michigan wins it. But we'll find out. They got to get past UCLA first. That's exactly right. And uh, they're winning 11 to four with 10 minutes left in the first half. So a long way to go in that game. Does um, Mick Cronin look furious yet? Uh, I, when his face comes up, I look down. <laughs> I, re- I refuse to look. It's like, you know, you're not supposed to look and chase a leprechaun. You ever watch that? Like leprechauns scare me after watching the movie Leprechaun, that, that scary movie when I was a little kid. So I, I purposely don't look at Mick Cronin because he reminds me of that little leprechaun from the movie. So no, I have no idea. Of course he's mad. Of course he's upset. They're losing by it's they're losing by seven right now. So of course he's furious. If they were winning by seven, he would be furious, screaming face red, looking like his teeth were going to fall out. He needs to get his teeth fixed by the way. Really? His bottom teeth always look jacked up when he's screaming and yelling. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember that Will Ferrell in Anchorman. Yes. Close up of his mouth and you can see his bottom teeth and they're really messed up. Yes. Mine were like that too. And then I got braces and now they're kind of like that again. Yeah. Mine are back. Mine are back that way too. (laughs) Mine are back that way too. So who's the surprise of the tournament for you, Adam? Is it, is it the Oral Robert? Is it Oral Roberts? Is it Loyola? Even though Loyola really wasn't that much of a surprise this year. Mm -hmm. Who's the surprise team this year for you? It's I don't know. It's tough because you had four double-digit seeds reach the Sweet 16 or better. Um, I, don't, I mean, that Oregon State team, they beat Tennessee, Oklahoma State, and Loyola, uh, and they made it to the Elite uh, – to the Sweet 16 – lost in the Elite Eight, sorry. Um, yeah, Oral Roberts won two games, lost in the Sweet 16. They beat Ohio State and Florida. That's really impressive. Um, For a 15 seed to make it to the Sweet 16 is – Super impressive. Very first one to ever do that, I believe. No. No? Second to the um, – give me a second here. Florida Gulf Coast. 15 seed made to the Sweet 16. That was the 15 seed that beat uh, Duke that year. Okay. Um, Syracuse, Is that right? They it? beat Duke? Who they, they beat somebody. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. It was the number two seed. It, it might have been. Um, Syracuse was an 11 seed. Um, it, it's kind of tough to, even when the blue bloods are down a little bit like Syracuse and UCLA, I mean, they're double digit seeds this year, but it's kind of hard to think of them as, as Cinderella teams, uh, which we'll talk more about later, but I don't know. So I, yeah, I mean, I guess Oral Roberts, even though they lost in the sweet 16, they did beat two really good teams. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of people that thought Ohio state was going to go to the final four or close to it. Um, and they beat them in the first round. So probably Oral Roberts. Uh, coming from the the smallest conference and, and you know the the most the least likely to have the run that they did, right? Would I you totally agree with that. Or would you, okay, absolutely. That Oral Roberts team, 
Uh, anytime you get a 15 seed to win one game is surprising, much less make it win two and make it to the Sweet 16. That's right. Right on. Um, so we are. Uh, so so you're still sticking with Gonzaga. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard not to. Um, okay. So I I mean I chose Butler. I I looks to me like Gonzaga is going to beat everybody by 20. So if you chose Butler, you're in big trouble. I'm sorry. They, not Butler. Baylor. Baylor. There you go. Uh, same beginning and finish to the to the uh, name, different middle. Burr. All right. <clears throat> That's about the, I mean that's about all we can do for now for the update on the NCAA tournament. We'll certainly talk. I mean, we'll have the the final four in the championship game by the time we come on next week. So we'll discuss that. But um I want to get into something now that is one of our favorite uh, one of the biggest reasons why this is both our favorite time of the year. Number 1, you have the NCAA tournament. But right on the back of that the Masters is the Masters. Exactly what I was going to say. So, who's your cho- who's your pick to win the Masters? Mine. Oh, I'm going to go. Right. I'm going to go first if you don't mind. Go ahead. I'm going either. I think I'm going Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino. Yeah. All right. I if I were you, mm-hmm. I'd go ahead and take a guy like Dustin Thomas. Oh. Dustin Thomas. Did I say Dustin? I meant Justin. Sorry. Justin Thomas. Dustin I, thought you were, I thought you were maybe meaning either Dustin Johnson or. No, I get him. I always do that. I always go Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas. I always get them all. I always, always goof up who's who. Justin Thomas see. is the little dude who uh, belongs to the same country club as Tiger Woods and the kids. He's one of, he's in that little group of people like uh, with, with Ricky Fowler and um, Jordan Spieth you know, that little young group of guys that hang out and play golf together all the time, that, that little fun group. I, uh, yeah, Justin Thomas, that kid is – he is very good, and he's might be one of the best golf- – he, well, he's definitely one of the best golfers, but I think Rory might still be number one in the world right now, but Justin Thomas is going to take it over. But besides that, let's talk about what we really were going to say, and it's time for the Major League Baseball season to start. That's right. I was going to throw in baseball drafts for here and John Daly, but Oh, um, God, take John Daly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But anyway, okay. Right. Our favorite time. uh, One of the biggest reasons why this is our favorite time of the year, because it couples with the, with the NCAA tournament. And then you go right into the start of major league baseball. And then you go shortly after that starts, you go into the NBA playoffs, which are pushed back a little bit more this year, but you just have, I mean, from, from March, through june it's just the best sports time so let's get in and i know this is your favorite you are mr baseball so let's talk about we had bobby nightingale jr on to talk about the reds last week all right so now let's talk about the the teams that are going to win this year um i'm just kidding i'm just kidding we'll find out if chris picks the reds to win the nl central in just a second so as a matter of fact it's our year as a matter of fact, let's just start with that. Who is your pick to win the National League Central? I'm taking the Red Legs. Got to take the Red Legs. You know, we got well, this offense is going to be uh, is going to be really good this year. Obviously, they're going to hit the they're going to hit. Um, unlike last year, where they couldn't get it going, I think this this year they definitely get it going. But obviously, pitching is going to be 
uh, suspect, but I think everybody's going to be surprised by Michael Lorenzen and this, and the back end of this bullpen is still going to be locked down because Garrett um, is going to be the best closer. He's going to, he's going to win whatever the closer of the year is. I don't even know is the Rolades award still relief award or the, the fireman award or whatever it's been in hundreds of years that it's been going on. Uh, Amir Garrett's going to win that. This team's going to surprise every single person in the entire world and upset the nation and the Cincinnati Reds will be National League Central champions once again. And you're right. I agree with you that Amir Garrett is going to upset the nation. I was talking to uh, my brother the other day and I told him, Chris and I are going to argue so much about the antics of Amir Garrett this year. I can just already tell he's so feeling himself and he should be right now because he struck out everybody he faced almost in the uh in spring training and looks unbelievable right now and i hope he can take that in but he loves he to do all wants, the- he wants someone to look at him after he strikes him out like look at me because i'm gonna tell you where to go keep walking to the bench son keep yeah. walking to the bench you come yeah. beat me then come talk and then he wants to do the little rock the baby thing or pump his chest or whatever it's going to bother me all year long, and you and I are going to have some knockdown dragouts about that thing. Uh, so I can't wait for that. Me too. <laughs> you went with the Reds. I want you to be right, and I want to be wrong because I am taking the St. Louis Cardinals to win. They always it's, win. They it's always the win. obvious choice. It's the obvious choice. It's the obvious choice. They're, the front end of their of their rotation and the back end of their bullpen are really good, and then – they added Nolan Arenado to their lineup uh, at, at third base, and then and then put probably the best defensive third baseman in, in the game, maybe still uh, at third base for them. I, I, I to add him uh, in the lineup right there next to um, to Goldschmidt. It, it's going to be a perennial be MVP every single year. The kid's an absolute stud. It's Joey Vado. He's Joey Votto of two thousand and. Uh, what year was that? Eight, nine, ten, something in that nature. However many years ago, when he had three straight years of being probably one of the him and Carlos Gonzalez were constantly battling out who was the best player in the National League. This is Nolan Arenado is going through a three or four year stretch like that right now. That's right. So I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals there. What do you have in the National League West? So in the only two choices, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't believe that the National League West has anybody, any other teams in it this year, uh, except for the Dodgers and the Astros. I almost said the Astros. Uh, I mean, it's it's got to be the Dodgers. The Dodgers have just done way too much. Uh, it's it's is obvious a pick. This team is unbelievable. They won a World Series and they brought on the Cy Young winner uh, from last year. This team is all but unstoppable. The only team that can stop them, I would say, would be the Reds because they know what to do and how to hit, uh, you know, the Cy Young because they got to play next to him. They know how to get under his skin. They know they've, they've got all the ins and outs. So that might be a little predecessor of what I got coming up later on. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Dodgers for obvious reasons in the West. Okay. Um, I, I hate to make it boring, but I'm taking the Dodgers too. That's for too him. easy. Though. I mean, if you don't take the Dodgers – if you take anybody but the Dodgers in the West, the Dodgers could lose their three best players and still have the second or third best team in baseball. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, the Padres added so much too that 
I, I think there are going to be people that do choose, pick the Padres to win this division. And I, I don't think they're completely wrong about that if they do. The Padres could be the second best team in baseball, mm-hmm. but they're that much further behind the Dodgers. That's how far everyone else is behind the Dodgers this year to me. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think they're, I think their rotations match up really well and, and the Padres might even be a little bit better, maybe um, depending on how Clayton Kershaw is, but they're the Dodgers lineup, even with Tatis and um, Machado. I, I mean, the Dodgers lineup is just top to bottom. Unbelievable. So uh, I'm with you. Take the Dodgers. Who do you have in the national league East? Um, man, this is probably the toughest one for me. Because I really like this Braves team. We talk about them a lot the last couple of years. They're fun, young team to watch. and uh, But the Mets just keep adding pieces. Slowly but surely, keep adding pieces. Um, so I'm going to go against the green here Ooh, and go with the New York Mets. Because I know you're taking the favorite. I don't know if they, are the Braves the favorite. I mean, the Mets. I feel like I feel like the Mets are getting a lot of. I feel like they're they're both top five teams in the in they're both I'd say top five teams in all of Major League Baseball. So I mean, I don't think there's probably a front runner out of the two, but I'm gonna take I'm taking the Mets. And, and you're right, I am taking the Braves. They're my second favorite National League team, and uh, <laughs> and I know you are. And even even if they weren't, I I really like. I mean, their rotation's been good they've, they've got some exciting young arms we've seen the last couple of years um unfortunately we saw that uh firsthand in the in the first round of the, in the wild card round of the uh playoffs last year um yes so we did. anyway taking the taking the braves that is going to be i think that's going to be kind of a similar race though that, that would be really exciting over the last two weeks of the season to see the braves and mets right neck and neck just like the dodgers and padres hopefully will be too yeah all right, uh, let's go to the AL East. Who do you have? Who do you like in the AL East? Well, the AL East is where my second favorite team plays, the Boston Red Sox. It's also where the New York Yankees sit. But this year, I'm taking the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they knocked both these teams out. I'm taking the Blue Jays. I love to say the Red Sox. Um, but I think the Red Sox finished third out of the playoffs this year. I agree with you. Um, I'm going with the Yankees. I, their rotation, their bullpen, their lineup. Um, I mean, they they have it all. They're, as a matter of fact, Major League Baseball over the last – or on MLB.com the last few days, they released their top ten rotation, bullpen, and lineup. Yankees are top three in all of those. <laughs> wow, really? That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so – Let's go AL West. AL West. This is going to be a really interesting one. Yeah. So um, in the AL West, you know, I, it's so hard not to go with Oakland just because Oakland always seems to sneak, be sneaky and be up in there, whether it's a wild card or win the division or what. But the Astros are still a really good baseball team. And they kind of got a break last year because of COVID. And, you know, they didn't get the, you know, the scrutiny they would normally have gotten in full stadiums and things like that, like everyone wanted to give them. Uh, 
But I think this Astros team is still a really, really, really good baseball team. They haven't lost too many offensive pieces. Their offense is still phenomenal. Um, I want to take the Astros. All right. I agree with you. Um, their, their pitching is the only thing that I'm not positive about anymore, but um, it should still be pretty good, honestly. I mean, and their lineup is fantastic, like you said. Um, but I am going with the team that I think in the West has the best pitching between the rotation and the bullpen. And this is usually a team that I, I, probably my probably my favorite American League team um, that I, I see new names every year. And I'm like, never heard of that guy, never heard of that guy. And it's the Oakland A's. As good as they are, I feel like they have – they turn the roster over so much um, because Billy Bean has just made the career out of that, you know, in 2003 or whatever, there was a, you know, there was a, a, a movie made, yeah. a book made and a movie made about that. And he's been doing it ever since. Um, I feel like it would be easier for me to pick who you think is going to win each division than it is for me to decide who I'm going <laughs> to. I'm a very predictable person. Um, it's probably not a good quality, but I, I, I hope that at least you know what you're going to get with me. Mm hmm. And you're right. I could tell you knew I was going to pick Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go AL Central. All right, so uh, the AL Central, we're going to go with a two-team race here between. I think this is a two-team race, and it comes down to the end. This this could be one. Of, this could probably be one of the funnest races because the the White Sox and the Twins are a lot alike in a lot of different ways. Um, but just because I don't like remembering Carlton Fisk as a White Sox at the end of his career, I don't like rethinking about Ken Griffey Jr. for that like one year he fell asleep in the dugout for the White Sox. I don't like remembering those things. And I really love Torrey Hunter. And that just always makes me think of, uh, of, of the Twins. I don't know why, but just the smile. Uh, so I'm going with the Twins for – that's the reason I'm taking them over the White Sox in this, literally for no baseball reason whatsoever. Well, they did set the record for home runs last year. Uh, so, I, I mean, you're going to, they're going to score a ton of runs and they're going to, they may pitch well enough to be a good team and, and make the playoffs again. So I don't, I wanted to pick the Twins. I want to pick the Twins. But, I, I'm getting sucked into the all the rhetoric about the White Sox. I mean, the the White Sox are this kind of hot new team that everybody's picking, and it's hard for me when I look at, at at their lineup and their rotation. It's just hard not to. So, I am going to, and I feel I feel okay about having uh, different picks there. So, I am going with the White Sox. All right, so we have our division winners. How about wild cards? So two wild cards again this year from each league. So I will let you go first. Who do you like in the National League? Uh, in the National League, I'm going to go with the Padres and the Braves. And I am – so we have, I think, all the same – going to go the exact – yeah. Um, so I'm going with the Padres and Mets. Okay, so we have, I think, all the same 
playoff teams except for the National League Central. You've got the Reds, I've got the Cardinals. Yep. Uh, American League, two wild cards in the American League. Who do you like? Uh, let's see. So in the American League, I would probably go with <sighs> – Let's just make it. Let's make it. Let's make it nice, uh, nice, nice and easy. I think this year it's going to be the A's because they just always find their way in. And I'm going with the White Sox. No Yankees. No Red Sox in the playoffs this year. Wow. No Yankees. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, so I went with Minnesota and Tampa Bay. As my wild cards, I would I would like to see. I mean, Tampa Bay. I love coming watching. Off Tampa. Of, yeah, Tampa coming Bay. off of, fun to watch. Right, C- coming off that World Series appearance, they lost, but they were in it, and they they really only they didn't really lose anybody from their lineup. They did lose Blake Snell, which is a huge loss, but um, they still have a ton of pitching and their lineup. If they if they hit a bunch of guys, you know, Randy Arozarena became a household name, and uh, I mean, a, a bunch of Brandon Lowe and a bunch of guys, uh, low or loud. Now I'm second guessing myself on that, but I call them low. Their lineup did great things in the playoffs and and did enough. Their pitching was amazing all year, and then their lineup did enough to to score runs and and they just stayed in games. Um, and so I'm I'm hoping to see them back in uh, the, the the two smaller market teams, Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Hoping to see them get in. All right. So let's say who is winning the National League pennant? Uh, Cincinnati Reds. All right, I'll give you a second chance. Who All is right. winning the National League? The, Do- the Dodgers are winning the World Series this year. The Dodgers, the Dodgers are too good. I'm taking the Dodgers in the National League. Okay. All right. Uh, and I have the same thing. American League? You know, the American League, I think we could have some fun with, right? The, this could get a little interesting. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been pushing this thing the whole time. I have no reason for it. Just to be goofy, but I'm going with the blue Jays. Let's get that. Let's get a new AL East team in there outside of the, the big three, we should say, because Tampa Bay always seems to be in it. I am also going with an AL East team to win the American league championship. And that would be the New York Yankees. I hope to God that's not the world series. Dodgers Yankees. Oh, that would be so, two, that would two be so terrible. Highest payrolls in baseball. Um, okay, and you already said, right? You, you think the Dodgers are going to repeat? Yep. I have the same thing. I think the Dodgers are going to repeat too. Now, we have a lot of the same teams, but we have enough differences. Are we going to place any bets on our predictions? No, I think I've got a bet for. I think I've got our uh, bet here for us to do. So, real quick, look at the bracket because I don't have any electronic right now to take a look at. Gotcha. So we've got three. We've got there you go. We've got three of the four Final Fours teams as we are speaking right now, and 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 this is becoming a really good game as UCLA just hits another three to go up by four uh, with a minute left in the first half against Michigan. So, what is the it's it's uh, Gonzaga is waiting on the winner of this game? Is that correct? 
That's correct. And so the, the Baylor, it, it, who's, the, who's the other Final Four? Baylor Game. and Houston. Houston, that's right, Houston. The team nobody's talking about. So you've got Baylor on one side. I've got Gonzaga on the other. I say we make a bet. Hopefully they play each other in the in the in the in the final game. That would make it even more fun. But I say just let's say who makes it further. Okay. Baylor Gonzaga. Loser has to do the podcast with, with his shirt off. <laughs> I can't. I can't do that. Number one, because I don't take my shirt off. I've never taken my shirt off. What do you got? Like, yeah, let's pat it up and got nipple rings or something. Were you scared to show people? I, I don't talk about, uh, I don't talk about that part of my life, uh, generally on the podcast, <laughs> uh, what I have going on in my shirt, but, um, I, I don't take my shirt off. I shower with the shirt on. Um, I, uh, and I also don't think Baylor is going to beat Gonzaga. <laughs> I just picked them to pick somebody different. Uh, so I can see if I can win this thing. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I I feel like we have a full season and we're, and we're doing this thing. If we bet on the, if we just like who has the most correct picks between the division winners and maybe even the, the, the uh, we could do the division winners and the wild cards and we could even either leave it at that. Who has, whoever has the most picks correct of the playoff teams. Both play- I feel okay. like playoff teams should work, like right, like like if if the Sox and Twins flip flop, you shouldn't you shouldn't be neither of us should be um, discounted for that. Not discounted, right? Like if if the Sox win the division and the Twins are the wild card, or op- or vice versa, we oh, should right. both get credit for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just total. If you make the total, playoffs, whether it's, it's- as yeah. a wild card or not. Correct. Correct. I'm in for that. What are we betting? Um, that's the that's the million dollar question. Um, let's see. I would you know what? We have a lot of time to figure out what the I know we usually when we say that, we usually leave it until the very end to pick a a, a, a bet. Comment comment below. Subscribe. Comment below. Yeah, below. Yeah. Comment below down here and tell us what we should bet. Yeah, and we'll and we'll fix that in editing. We'll put up the graphic where you're pointing uh, at uh, afterward. So, all right, let's let's. We don't have to. Yeah, if you comment, give us some ideas. Uh, Nosebleeds Sports Podcast on Facebook. Look it up. Shoot us a message on there. Uh, shoot either one of us a message on Twitter. We haven't been giving our Twitter accounts out lately. Uh, but you're you're uh, sick with it, S I C W H I T T I T, and I am Adam Schmidt, S C H M I D T forty four, on Twitter. So shoot us a message on there, comment in whatever thing you're uh, listening to this on, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, whatever it is. Let us know what should be our bet. I'm in. I'm ready for. I'm up for anything. I'm up for anything. I know you are. I'm up for almost nothing, uh, but we will handle that. So that being said, that being said, let's move back in. Since we are watching this game and uh, with one second left in the first half, uh, one of the two big haired point guards, this one is for Michigan, sprinted down, got fouled, uh, missed the front end, missed his first 
and second free throws go into the locker room down by four. Let's talk about, uh, you know, there's only been a few 11 seeds. There's been a couple 11 seeds to make it to the final four and do some, do some damage in this tournament. UCLA is an 11 seed. We kind of said we don't consider them a uh, Cinderella team because, you know, they're just not a team coming from nowhere. It's UCLA, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that being said, they're not Butler going to a national championship game as an 11 seed. Are this year our Mount Rushmore, or this year, this week, our Mount Rushmore is best Cinderella teams of all time? That's right. Adam Schmidt, I'm going to allow you to go first. All right. I went, uh, I kind of like doing this. If it makes sense, I went a couple of older ones and a couple of newer ones. So let me start with the 85 Villanova Wildcats. Uh, they were an eight seed. Their regular season record was 19 and 10. Um, now that wouldn't be as big a deal if they just made it to the sweet 16 and lost or whatever. This 85 Villanova Wildcats team uh, went all the way and beat the Georgetown Hoyas in the national championship. Patrick Ewing's Georgetown Hoyas, who were thought to be unstoppable that year. Correct. And so the biggest thing for me, why I had to put them on is they won uh, six, uh, sorry, five games and they did not have to play a double digit seed the entire time. So they beat Dayton in the first round, which was a nine seed. And the biggest thing is they beat two number ones and two number twos to win the championship here. So they beat Michigan and Georgetown, who were both number ones. They beat North Carolina and Memphis, who were both number twos. And then they beat Maryland, uh, I think, in the Sweet 16 as a number five seed. So they, I think that was the team that beat the most good teams or the best, the, the highest-seeded teams. There you go. Uh, next is 86, the very next year, 86 LSU Tigers. An beat a one. Seed. They had to beat a one, a two, and a three seed that year. That's correct. That's correct. Um, they made it all the way as an 11 seed, made it to the final four, and lost in the semifinals. But like you said, they beat Purdue, who was a six seed, and then they beat uh, Memphis, three seed, Georgia Tech, a two seed, and Kentucky, a one, um, on their way to the final four. Uh, my third is the 2006 George Mason Masonry bits. Oh, the Masonry bits. Masonry bits. Uh, they, little feathers, the extra little feathers on the edge of the of the bit. That's right. <laughs> they were an 11 seed, um, and an at large bid that year out of the CAA. An at large bid. They did not win their uh, conference tournament. But they beat, uh, let's see, they made it to the Final Four that year as an 11 seed. Beat Michigan State, number six. Beat North Carolina, number three. Beat Wichita State, seven seed. And beat the number one seed, UConn Huskies. They lost in um, the Final Four to Florida, who by two in overtime. In overtime. And Florida went on to win the national championship. All right. My very last one. I marked three. I'm choosing my fourth right now. 
Oh, this is great because I was choosing between two. I was choosing between two. I, I have it down to two. I'm trying to decide. And I think I am. I think I'm going to go. I so badly want to go with the 2008 Davidson Wildcats, but I'm going to go with the 2011 Butler Bulldogs. The year after making losing the championship game. Making, making, I think, as in, was in, were they an 11 seed the year before? Uh, made the, no, no, no. They're 11 seed this year. This was the first year. And then the next year they were, the next year they, wasn't this the second, wasn't this the first year? This was, this, I believe this was the second year. They went back to back years. They went back to back years. This, they were an eight seed from what I had in 2011. This was the year after Gordon Hayward left. So they were in the national championship game. Gordon Hayward missed the, the barely missed the bank in half court shot that would have won the national championship game. They lost it, came back the next year as an eight seed, went all the way back to the national championship game. They beat uh, on their way. They beat uh, Old Dominion, which was a nine seed in the first round. Obviously, they beat Pittsburgh, who was a one seed that year. Uh, Wisconsin, four seed in a Florida the two seed that year. And then they beat uh, VCU, who was another team you could put on this list. Yep. Um, an 11 seed that made the final four that year. Um, that was the only thing that, that gave me a little pause is that they beat a double digit seed in the final four. So I, I tried to keep those teams out. If you had to play a double digit seed, I didn't want to put you in there, but um, this Butler team to get all the way back the next year with uh, Matt Howard, I think, was their big guy. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember who um, who else was there at that time, but they had a bunch of good players. But um, one of one of Brad Stevens' last, last teams here at Butler, um, and they lost to UConn in the national championship game. Um, but to, to get all the way back there, very impressive, unexpected. Uh, they were, it was unexpected the first year, and then to come back after they lose their – by far their best player in Gordon Hayward – um, so I'm going with them. Those are my four. Who you got? So we we're we're, at, we're pretty close. What we did, uh, what we came up with. I, I I wanted to put that LSU team in there because they were an 11 seed and and beat a one, two, and three. But I just don't remember that team, right? Like I don't remember that team. And I was only two when Villanova did did what they did, but. You hear about that forever, Raleigh Massimino and that whole deal, right? That's mm-hmm. that's known. It's like it's like the NC State with with Jim Valvano. I did not put that NC State team on here because that NC State team, when you watch, go back and watch that thirty for thirty, they were good. <laughs> they were yes. really good, and they were a six seed. I I thought about putting them in there too, but they were a six seed, and they did play two double digit seeds that year to get there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I put in Villanova the 85 Villanova Wildcats um, because of how, how dominant that Georgetown game was um, that Georgetown team was. I also put in the um, t- 2006 George Mason team, the 11 seed in the final four. Go Mason Ribbits. Uh, that's right. The second, the only the second 11 seed to ever make it to the final four behind that LSU team. Um, and I went with the 2011 eight seed Butler team that made it to the championship game. But where we differ is I went with the 2018 
11 seed Loyola of Chicago that made it to the final four. Because if you don't put, uh, oh man, I didn't write her name down. I don't have anything to put her in. What's her name? Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Yeah. Sister Jean. If you don't put sister Jean on here, then you have an issue. Sister Jean, Sister Jean gets too much run. She has nothing to do with this team. Get That's her out fine. of here. But they were an 11 seed, made it to the final four, made an unbelievable run. And you say that when you're looking directly in that 90 something year old woman's face. I'll tell her, I'll tell her right to her face. I'll go nose to nose. Well, I'll, go nose to, <laughs> I'll go, okay, I'll go mouth to ear then. Go mouth to ear. Let her know what's up. There you go. You never played ball one day in your life, pal. Don't take any credit for this. Don't act like just because you're in a wheelchair that that you that you got something over me. That doesn't count for anything. No, I'll still God, fight you. I'll still fight right. you in that wheelchair. Right. I don't care. I don't care if you're four times my age. I'll knock you out, woman. What woman? Ah, I wish. I None? wish. For, what? I wish None for, of that matters to me. I wish four times my age was correct, but it's not. <laughs> She's 160 years old. <laughs> no, um, closer to that than she is to your age <laughs> uh okay so uh, that's I, I mean that's a good pick too uh that florida golf coast team you mentioned that vcu that uh 11 seed vcu team from 2011 we, we mentioned that the davidson team in 08 with steph curry that yep. was Super exciting. I wanted to put them in there, but they only made it to the Sweet 16. Right. They lost in the Sweet 16, so that was hard for me to do. I wanted to do um, Loyola Marymount was another one, the 11 seed, that, and uh, they made it to the Elite Eight, lost in the Elite Eight. That was the Hank Gathers Loyola Marymount team that averaged um, they averaged 122 points a game that year. That's unbelievable. 22, beat Michigan in the tournament and scored 149 points in that game. Um. That would have just been fun to go back and watch those games. Just watch that offense. They were one of the first teams to like run and shoot tons of threes and shoot quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, this would have been fun to to go back and watch that at a time that nobody really did that. And then I really wanted to stick that '88 Kansas team in there, the Danny Manning team, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I mean they were a six seed, so it's not like they're a a nine, ten, eleven seed or whatever. Um, but they did go as a six seed. They did go all the way through and win the national championship game. Danny Manning cemented himself as one of the best college basketball players in history that year. Um, the only problem, and they beat number one, Oklahoma. They beat number two, Duke. They beat number four, Kansas State, number seven, Vanderbilt. The only thing is in the second round, they beat Murray State was a 14 seed, and they upset, um, Trying to, I can't remember now, but they upset, upset somebody, uh, a three seed, whoever the three seed was then. So they played in the second round, played Murray State. But the other reason that I wanted to put them in here was because uh, Kansas, their first round opponent uh, that year in 1988 that they beat was uh, number 11 seed Xavier Musketeers. And that's why I wanted to put them in there. There was a Xavier team in there that I thought about putting in there that beat uh, that beat Georgetown uh, with the Twin Towers that, that made it to the Sweet 16. I, I attempted to put it in there, but I'll let I was, it go. I was thinking you were going to go with one of the newer ones, uh, one of the more recent teams that made it to the those, those weren't those weren't Cinderellas. They were expected to be doing. They, they were, were expected. High, right. yeah. um, okay, so good. I, I mean, we covered everything I had on my list, and uh, we we got it done. 
uh, I like it. We we and we already talked about uh, up front. We talked about the this year's the 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 four double digit seeds that uh, from this year's tournament that and one of them are still playing right now as we speak. UCLA. Yep. Yes, they uh, are. Mm-hmm. Who could very well easily be on this list somewhere down the line because they're playing really good right now. I'm telling you to get all the way to the final four, like we said, it's hard to put a UCLA, a Michigan State, a Kansas, a Duke in there. But the year that they they finished the year losing their last four games, yeah, um, and, and it looked like they were they just barely snuck in this tournament, and now they're playing for a chance to go to the final four. All right. We are up to our last thing, and I can't wait for this because I cannot wait to hear the things that you have to say about our guy, Mr. T.J. Miller. All right, T.J. Miller. Um, <laughs> T.J. Miller, Meticulously Ridiculous, special HBO special from 2017 is what we watched for our comedy special this week. It was on Amazon Prime, so if you have not seen this and you have Amazon Prime, go back and watch it. Uh, well, I'm going to recommend that you watch it. I'd like to hear what you say, Chris. What do you think? Uh, you, I'll tell you, it, I didn't have high expectations going into this, uh, but it was, it, it was, I mean, it was good. It wasn't, it didn't knock my socks off. It didn't, I didn't, I laughed a few times, caught myself with a few giggles in there. I never at one point in time, like was having trouble. So I like had to pause it because I was laughing hard, that hard. I didn't have anything like that. Um, no hysterical laughs. I I did have some good little, had a few little giggles in there. The, the dog slave thing was kind of funny. Uh, I thought that was pretty, some of that was kind of funny. Uh, I don't understand. I didn't know he was like a prop comic kind of guy. I still don't think he was a prop comic except for the fact that he just, poured water all over himself in the beginning of this, which, and that you could tell they cut this thing up because at one point they show him and he's dry. And then all of a sudden he's soaking wet. So obviously something went wrong in the very beginning of this. Like, I mean, he was wet, but like in the beginning, I remember looking at it and I'm like, why does it look like he's sweating so bad right now? And then he's, they show him with all these bottles all over him. I'm like, they're cutting this thing up. And then all of a sudden they show him with his shirt soaked and his jacket soaked. And I'm like, how did that happen? And then they cut away and then his pants are soaked. I'm like, what is going on? And then they show him drinking water and pouring it all over himself. And like a gerbil. <laughs> yeah. Like a gerbil. That was dudes. This dude is a goofball. All right. Now, I really, truly think that I could like some of the jokes that that he was like, uh, people, uh, you guys aren't ready for these. The snurfle, lurple, whatever that thing was where the guy sneezes and barfs at the same time. The snarf thing. I actually kind of laughed at that because that's some stupid stuff that my brain just randomly comes up with and could do a whole story on it for no out of the blue for no reason. Right. I could totally do that, Uh, which I think is pretty funny right i thought that was pretty i thought that was better than the audience thought it was but a lot of it was just i don't know out there it was a little more out there than i was ready for i guess um but it wasn't bad i mean it wasn't bad it wasn't good it wasn't bad it was it was mediocre it was a it was a decent little comedy special i'm glad i watched it uh (laughs) he's just a weird dude man he's just a weird dude uh, I, I think he's a lot like Joe Rogan, where he comes up with all of his comedy when he's high. 
<laughs> and I Probably. think him and Joe Rogan's brains work differently when they're high. Yeah. Because Joe Rogan's brain works way different than this dude's brain. Um, on that note, uh, I'll go ahead and rate this thing. I'm going to give it a 2.6. Already. Just, just below average. 2.6. 2.6. All right. <clears throat> I agree with you. He is a crazy person. He's a goofball. He's a silly goose. He's uh he's crazy. I, I was thinking while he was doing this, he's a combination of a bunch of people. I feel like he has some Dane Cook. I feel like he has some Eric Andre in him. Um I feel like uh and then at the end with the uh battle axe and cutting the pumpkin up, I, I even wrote Gallagher down. So he's, I, a, he's I, a combination of all those I people. wrote down I wrote down because it ended. It ended and I wrote down what 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 happened with the pumpkins? What were the pumpkins <laughs> for, right? She just <laughs> randomly walked out and the way it was going, I thought there was gonna be some kind of joke where he was gonna turn around and start like talking to him because the way he was talking about his his uh brain doctor or whatever i thought like pumpkins were going to trigger something or you know and they're going to try to make something funny out of it and because he was acting like he didn't know his wife was doing it you know i mean as they so i was like this is this is totally set up and ridiculous and then they just sat there (laughs) for the whole end of the thing he's like that's it for me good night i'm like yeah I was like, what the, the pumpkins? And then finally, during the credits, he cuts them in half, it throws it on his head, which good for him. And, and honestly, he did that way cleaner than I thought he was going to, because I thought he was just going to smash them all up to pieces and, and make a huge mess. Cause that's what he does. Yeah. Um, but he just, he wanted to use the battle ax. And I think he even used the battle ax with those plastic, uh, sheets plastic on. On. Yeah. 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 And he still got right through that thing. Um, anyway, the battle axe thing, you got to watch it if you want to know what we're talking about there. But he is, hey, I real quick, he gave that battle axe to the right guy, didn't he? He yeah, had that, that guy was good with out. it. Well, he looked at that guy and had him picked out from the very beginning of the special because when that dude stood up, I was like, Yeah, that's the guy you obviously give the battle axe to because you know he's going to do something like that. So, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe one of those guys that you know is into kind of the nerdy stuff. the you know, absolutely the weapons and the, yeah, yeah, he plays a little probably, with that cosplay kind of a deal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> Dungeons and dragons fella. One, one of those kind of people that you see, uh, uh, everybody, everybody like makes fun of his YouTube video of him in his backyard, like wielding some different medieval swords <laughs> and stuff like that, you know, and he's dead serious about it. And it's just hilarious to everybody else. Anyway, um, but that guy let out a great scream and he held it up like He-Man. And um, good job for that guy. TJ Miller is a crazy – and you know what? That's part of it too. I think he he does drugs. <laughs> I, I, I think he does – I think he's done a lot more than smoke marijuana. Um, I don't know if he still does or not. I don't know if he was doing it at that time. He definitely is very open about smoking marijuana all the time. So I agree with you that that probably has a lot to do with how he writes his jokes and while he's performing them. Also, he does have some brain, uh, I don't know if it's a disease or I forget what he called it, but where part of his brain is like, it can aneurysm or whatever. And hemorrhage, hemorrhage, it can hemorrhage. Yeah. It can hemorrhage. Thank you. And, um, but I, I think like there is something in his brain is that's a little off. I think there's like a, 
I don't know what to call it, but there's like some kind of some kind of thing in his brain that that just does not just just tunes the dial a little bit further over than most people are, you know, and I think there is a brain thing here. But and and Chris, I really like weird comedy. Um, I, uh, Tim Heidecker was a guy we did in his his shows that he's done on Adult Swim with Eric Wareheim and uh, some of the some of the uh, spinoffs that they've done and stuff. Incredibly strange. I mean, I, I feel like I, I don't talk to most people about those shows because I I feel like they're going to be like either I've never heard of it or man, I watched that and I don't understand it at all. I don't understand what that's about, how you think it's funny. So I just don't do that, except one time that I did uh, <laughs> a character that they used that John C. Riley plays on their shows and that had a spinoff. Uh, Dr. Steve Brule, I'm, my fa- one of my favorite shows ever is the spinoff they did with him. And it's really weird and really like low budget cable access look that they always use. And it's strange, strange comedy. And I said, so, and, and this guy sent me uh, like a, um, a meme or something with, with Dr. Steve Brew on it at work one day to answer something we were talking about with work. And I said, oh my God, have you ever watched this show? Do you, do you know about it? Dead silence. Did not remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. All right. found a funny looking meme and sent it to you. That's why, that's why I don't ask people about this show because <laughs> people are like, what? Are you kidding me? So anyway, but I like weird stuff, but it has to be the right kind of weird. There's weird stuff that, I'm, that I just think is weird and not funny. TJ Miller, for some reason, whatever it is, is a weirdo that hits my funny bone just right. I think he's so funny. I thought this special was really funny. I'm even thinking that I rated this a little low. You rated it a 2.6. I'm rating this a 4.2. Whoa. And I almost think that's low. Wow. <laughs> I think this guy's really funny. Let me ask you this though. You knew, like, it seemed like off the top of your head. I don't know if you started looking at this stuff when when I mentioned him last week, or if you just knew about this, he's gotten in a bunch of trouble before. Did No, I knew he got in trouble. I knew he got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it on the news or whatever. Did any of this, did your opinion about him, was it, was any of that factored in? No, not at all. Okay. No, not at all. Okay. No, no, I just knew the type of comedy he did, and I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about it. Like, I mean, we've had some specials on here where we've done where I'm like lost. I'm lost. Like the one dude who was doing a comedy special of like being a weird comic or something. I don't remember who that guy was. was Tim Heidecker. Okay, yeah, that was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So and you loved it. Like, I got no. I like laughing at how horrible it is. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Maybe that's what, if that's what they're going for, then Hey, way to go. But I like, I, we just, you know, I just like, a, I like, I went back, you, you sent me a list of all the, all of the comedy specials we've ever rated. And if you don't include the original Kings of comedy and you don't include the Patrice, the Patrice O'Neill, the same guy is like Nate Bargatze's two specials we did are like two of the top four that I've, that I've ever rated. So I, it's a totally different type of comedy, man. It's totally different, right? It is. It's relatable. I, I feel like it's more relatable to me. So I can hear that stuff and I, and I get a good giggle out of it. Whereas I love strange, funny comedy. 
like I totally get into some goofy stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it was about this. It just didn't. There is, it's a weird subjective thing that I can't even figure out because I, he, I, I would say he's most similar of all the comedy specials we've watched. I would say he's probably most similar to Eric Andre. And you hated that. And I didn't like it at all. And I love TJ Miller. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's maybe it has something to do with the day. Uh, what else, whatever else is going on in the day or in my life at the time or something. I don't know what it is, but that can definitely be it. I've always thought TJ Miller was really funny though. And I've always known how crazy and weird he is. Um, but I don't know. This one just, this one just got to me just the right way. Um, so anyway, that's where we're at. So we, uh, we've got to pick a new comedy special and we've, and I have got to pick a new Mount Rushmore. Well, we got an issue, Adam. Oh. I forgot my I forgot my uh, my my iPad on my trip to West Virginia. Um, I'm using my phone to do this right now, which is usually what at this moment in time I'm scrolling through to find the newest uh, Netflix comedy special. Uh, but I don't have any any way of doing that, and I definitely did not do my homework before this. So, guess what? You get to pick two this week. You get to pick back-to-back weeks. Uh, pick, okay. So you want me to pick both or you want to switch? You want to pick a... No, no, You want oh, to pick yeah, we Mount Rushmore? Yeah. Oh, you going to make me do that too? But, I mean, I, I won't make you. I just, either no, no, one no. of us are going to have to come up with something pick. off the top of our head right now for the Mount Rushmore. So. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll do the Mount Rushmore. You pick the comedy special because you got a whole list of them anyway. Okay. So go ahead. Do the comedy special. And uh, I'll find a Mount Rushmore to, to come up with. All right. So that's the big thing too now is we, we both want to go second on this because we both nope, I already got mine. Thing. I already got mine. Oh, it's you okay. Do? I already got it. Wow. I'm going with the Mount Rushmore of cheesy snacks. <laughs> man, you're so good at that, man. That's a great, that's a great idea. <laughs> now I'm not talking about cheese sauce. Cheese sauce doesn't count. I'm talking cheesy snacks. Cheese. So cheese whiz doesn't count? Nope. It can't be a condiment. It can't be a condiment. It has to be a, oh, lost you. And nacho cheese, nacho cheese. Like you can't just be nacho cheese, right? I don't know. Do not, would nachos count on this? Because you're dipping in the cheese, but I feel like it's not a cheesy. No, I want you, I want something like a Dorito, like a, like a cheese like flavor, a cheese puff, like some kind of like a snack that is cheese flavored. Yep. 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 Um, good call on that. Cheese. We'll call it cheesy snacks. Mount Rushmore cheesy snacks. So it can either be uh, cheese flavor or uh, cheesy slash corny snacks. So Absolutely. like uh, yep. uh, cheesy cheesy snacks being like uh, if you like a cheese pop, I'll even allow a cheese pop. I was I was going for a bad joke there. All right. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I totally screwed you up. No, 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 no. It was it was awful. Okay. All right, dad joke. Yep, I got him. I'm full of them. Okay, here's a guy. That I would like to do. Um, we both, I know we both know him. He's, we've talked about him before on this podcast, but we've never done a special of his before. As a matter of fact, this might be his, I don't know if he's done a special before this. He must have. I'm going to go Joel McHale. This is just from 2019. 
Nice. Uh, Joel McHale live from, and here's where I'm going to struggle, Pyongyang. Sure. He was, he must have been in, where is this from? I don't know where that is. Um, I'm going to say it's not in America or Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an Asian country of some kind. Joel McHale. Live from Pyongyang. That's, We're gonna my, find that's out my best that. guess. We're going to find out where it's at. Where's it, what's it on? This is on um, Amazon Prime. All right. It's on Amazon Prime. All right. So we've got our Mount Rushmore. And now I'm excited about both of those two. So that works. That works well. I like uh, it. That's good to me. Joel uh, McHale's fun. I love Joel McHale. I think the dude's hilarious. One of uh, my many favorite talk soup uh, mm-hmm. uh, people of all time. And uh, also, oh, what was that silly show that we watched with uh, that he, he was on with Kelly Kuko and, uh, and Miss Pat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Oh, it was the Burt Kreischer, The Cabin, The Cabin on Netflix. <laughs> Miss Pat. Oh my god! <laughs> she was mad the whole time, boy. The she greatest didn't want to be ever. in any water. She didn't want to have to get dirty. <laughs> she she had never met Joel McHale, and those two immediately just went right right at each other. Called like Justin Timberlake or something. And he said something like, "What do you call her? Precious is long lost daughter or something." I can't remember. Oh my! <laughs> and so and I think she yeah, I think she made Kelly Cuoco uh, urinate her pants. She was yes. so scared of her. Kelly Cuoco still has nightmares of that. It's <laughs> so, so funny though. Oh my! God. All right, all right, perfect. So we're good to go. That uh, that turned out that turned out good. We've got 15 minutes left in the second half. UCLA is up by five. Ooh man! All right. Thanks for the update. We'll uh, we'll talk this about thing up and yeah, we'll talk about the final four and we'll talk about the championship next week. We will. That's probably what we're going to do most of the show on. We'll have the first week of Major League Baseball. Who knows? Something happens. Maybe we'll throw something out about that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Amir Garrett's first fight. Yep. Yes. Uh, I feel bad for whoever that is. It better be like, I mean, I could, you could probably only name, yeah, maybe on one hand, the people that I think beat up Amir Garrett in Major League Baseball. Maybe one hand. Name one guy. Uh, Aaron Judge. Mm, good call. Yeah. I don't know. John Carlos Stanton. What's his, what's his personality like? I, it don't matter. You get the, you get the right guy pissed off, and it don't matter what their personality is. Yeah, probably right. There ain't many people though that I think could could beat up Amir Garrett. Two of them are on the same team. <laughs> All giant guys. I wish I had that size. Nah, it's no fun. Then things are too easy for you. <laughs> better for guys like us that got to work for all the things we get disagree oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note so joe McH- joel McHale coming up next week uh we've got mount rushmore of cheesy snacks major league baseball the tournament we're gonna find out who wins the t-shirts until then don't forget to turn your headlights on